Welcome to Hustle and Faith. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics regarding Christianity, health and wellness, beauty, and so much more. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. In this episode, we're going to discuss why should I start a garden? So living a healthy lifestyle is incredibly important to me, and I want to give you more behind-the-scenes information, which prompted me to get into gardening. So as a Christian, I wholeheartedly believe in 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20, that our bodies are temples and we're to honor God by taking care of our bodies. Now, needless to say, I'm fiercely protective about what I put inside my body. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I am team healthy living all the way. Life is too short. And these bodies were not made to last forever. And so I'm more interested in quality of life and not quantity. Okay. And quite frankly, the, qual- the, the quantity is going to come based off of the quality. But anyway, I make sure that I do my part in living a healthy lifestyle so I can make the most of my time on earth. And so it makes absolutely no sense to me to live a long, healthy life if you're too sick and miserable to enjoy it. So my family and I, we have had our fair share of health scares, and my dad passed away from colon cancer at the age of 43. By the way, I just turned 39 last month, so as I rapidly approach 40, I realize more and more every day how young my dad was when he passed away. So... Just a little bit more background as to kind of what propelled me down this journey that I'm on in terms of health is because, you know, knowing the area that my dad grew up in would be considered a food desert, okay? And we're going to speak a little bit more about food deserts later on in this episode. But for those of you that aren't familiar with the term, it's basically an area um, where Residents don't have access to supermarkets. They don't have access to farmer's markets. So getting produce, fruits and vegetables, herbs and spices, things of that nature are incredibly difficult. And many times the residents are left to go grocery shopping at a convenience store. Okay, so that's pretty much the area that my dad grew up uh, grew up in. And so as he grew older, again, not having access to good nutrition not having the knowledge of how to eat well, um, you know, as he got older, it's just kind of snowballed. And then, you know, he ended up having colon cancer. And so by me trying to help him is what prompted me to really, really pay attention to um, my health. So making sure that the things that I ate, the things that I drank were going to increase my ability to stay healthy and strong. Now, you know, for religious reasons, I never drank or smoke or anything or did drugs or anything of that nature anyway, but I wanted to be even more healthier and try to figure out, okay, well, what foods um, are good for my digestive system? What, you know, I, I really just trying my best to help him out is what really led me down to the journey of trying to be even healthier than what I already was. And so now what I'm going to say is going to upset some folks, but I'm just going to say what I have to say. So if you stick around to hear a different point of view, great. But if not, feel free to change the channel. You do you. (laughs) I do not have any faith in doctors. 
okay? Especially ones that I don't personally know. Like the title of doctor means absolutely nothing to me. Give me a nutritionist any day of the week. And much of this is due to a lot of the condescending and dismissive attitudes that I've seen and how my family was treated as, as well as my own personal experiences, okay? And many doctors are just more interested in writing prescriptions and giving as many injections as possible so they can increase their bottom line instead of trying to teach their patients how to build and maintain a healthy immune system through diet and exercise, Honestly, they could care less if you have an allergic reaction or die because they're not the ones that have to suffer the consequences of their incompetence. Now, I know this firsthand because this happened to me <laughs> as well as my friends, some of my friends. And so I have some friends that are doctors and scientists. Now, some of my friends that are doctors and scientists have actually left the medical field altogether or they decided to start their own practice instead of working at these so-called prestigious hospitals because they wanted to be in a position to actually prevent or cure the ailments that people face and not just treat the symptoms. But in the medical field, you make more money by treating the symptoms rather than providing a cure. And we all know how important diet and exercise is. You don't need a PhD to realize that, okay? Yet, during all the hours that students spend in training to become a doctor, only 19 hours were dedicated to nutrition, health, and disease. Think about that. 19 hours. And by the way, that's not even mandatory, right? That is crazy low compared to the number of hours you spend in becoming a doctor, considering how important it is to have proper diet and exercise. And by the way, you never realize how much of a joke it is to have health insurance until you really need it in this country. I had good insurance, and I'm using air quotes on that. I had Blue Cross Blue Shield. I still ended up going into so much medical debt that I actually had to file for bankruptcy. So not only did I think that I was going to die, but then I had to endure condescending doctors who dismiss my pain, then find out that my great insurance, Blue Cross Blue Shield, found every loophole in the book to avoid paying for procedures, even though they stated that they would initially pay for it. Okay, because before I had procedures done, I would always call the check and they would say yes, but then it was always like some sort of loophole that they found to get out of it. So anyway, Thinking about the struggles and the crappy care that my family has received throughout my life and then dealing with, you know, the dismissive doctors who never actually cured my pain, then incurring, um, incurring like these astronomical medical bills led me down the path of truly focusing on diet and exercise as my key to staying in good health. I literally went into debt, trying to get well. When a nutritionist was able to cure my issues by identifying what I was def deficit, uh, deficient in, and then, you know, she helped, uh, helped me figure out how to boost my levels, and I could enjoy life again. I didn't need those insane pills that were making me sicker before I went in to see the doctor, and I didn't need surgery. So one of the main reasons why I decided to start a garden was because I wanted to take control of my health, you know? Many of the pharmaceutical companies are recognizing the increased shift that people are paying to their diets 
and are seeking natural or like less invasive treatments such as Chinese medicine, um, you know, acupuncture, things of that nature to cure their problems. And so if folks stay healthy, guess what? That means that there's going to be a decrease in sickness, right? So now these pharmaceutical companies have started to focus their attention on doing things to manipulate our food supply. For example, did you know that 10 food companies produced almost every aspect of food that we eat today? Think about that and check out the website because it actually is quite disturbing. Um, (laughs) It's amazing to me, though, how many of these brands or products that we deem safe in the United States are banned in Europe. And that shouldn't be the case. There is no reason why these harmful chemicals are allowed into our food supply. There's been an increase in ingredients like carrageen, uh, carrageen, MSG, certain food colorings, bovine, hormone growth, and a variety of other additives are being incorporated into food without us even knowing it. So in the U.S., genetically modified um, uh, organism foods, like GMO foods, are allowed to be on the shelf without being forced to disclose the fact that it is considered GMO. And if there are rules, they're just really not being enforced. So for example, carrageen, uh, that is some sort of additive that thickens, emulsifies, and preserves foods and drinks. But guess what? It's been linked to bloating, inflammation, colon cancer, and a whole host of other side effects that I won't bother you with, but you can Google them all. The bottom line is that there's absolutely no reason in the world any of these additives and preservatives need to be in your food. Companies are literally adding these additives and preservatives because they know it's and and, and they know that it's going to cause people to be sick, but hey, it's going to enable the food to stay on the shelf longer, right? So they're really just focused on their bottom line. And having the ability to grow your own foods using non-GMO seeds is going to place you in a position that's going to allow you to eat fruits and vegetables without worrying about harmful preservatives or pesticides being included in your food. Another reason why I decided to start gardening too is because gardening is a really great form of exercise. Like it forces you to actually step away (laughs) from your computer and to venture outside. It is such a great stress reliever. I don't know, at least it is for me to kind of like play in the dirt um, and just really be able to kind of be one with nature, if you will. And believe it or not, guys, again, it's a great form of exercise. You could lose up to 300 calories an hour when you're gardening. So another reason why I love gardening and I think you should start a garden is because it's incredibly satisfying to reap the benefits of your hard work. Now, I know this is going to sound corny, but there's something incredibly rewarding When I go out into my little garden (laughs) and pick the herbs and the fruits and the vegetables that I want to use, and I was actually able to make a lot of tasty like recipes, and I'm going to actually leave a couple of these recipes on the website. Really be sure to check out the zucchini spaghetti one because that is absolutely amazing. Um, Again, like I know that being able to really, really go into your own garden and kind of do your own grocery shopping, it, it, it may sound like, oh man, is that really possible? But it is. Now, I think that some of you may be thinking, okay, that's great. 
I want to, but I don't have the knowledge, the resources, or the space, and no worries, I got you. (laughs) By no means am I some sort of gardening guru or gardening whisperer, but I'm going to introduce you guys to some of the gardening resources on the Hustle & Faith website that I've been using to learn more about um, to learn more about gardening and all that good stuff. So just a little bit more backstory. I had been wanting to get into gardening for the longest time, but I never really had the space for it. So I was pretty ecstatic when I bought my condo because it's got a pretty decent sized balcony and it's a nice, it gets a lot of sunlight too. So I knew I wanted to start a container garden. So I joined some container garden Facebook groups, but because I myself wasn't quite sure where to start either. And I kid you not, it was during this time that I got one of the most thoughtful gifts that I've gotten in a while. Someone um, bought me like a little herb garden from Gardenuity as a housewarming present. And the timing of this gift could not have been more perfect. Like it was the perfect gift for me because again, I wasn't quite sure where to start. And I didn't know what container I should use which herbs go with which herbs, you know, the list goes on. And Gardenuity thought of everything. I mean, these gardens are literally built to thrive in smaller spaces. And your garden grows in what's called like a grow bag. And they're designed to help, you know, with your herbs, your plants and vegetables. They're designed to help all of those things thrive. And so anyway, I love this garden so much that I plan on purchasing more from this company and I'm really looking forward to next summer because I'm going to have even more time to do so. And I really love being able to literally go on my little balcony, pick my own produce and herbs from my balcony, all right, rather than going to a supermarket or a produce store. There's just something really rewarding about that. And so I know there may be some of you listening and you're like, okay, you know what? I want to start my own garden, but you may be living in a space where that just isn't possible or an area that's considered a food desert. And so for those of you not familiar with the term food desert, a food desert is an area that lacks grocery stores, fruit, produce stores. They don't have farmers markets. So the residents in these areas don't have access to healthy foods like fruits and vegetables so they can maintain a healthy diet. And I'm sure it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that food deserts are more common in Black and and Latino communities. And so many of these areas don't have like a Mariano's or Jewel Osco or a Kroger's or, you know, any of the major grocery stores that residents would absolutely love to have in their area, but they just don't. And a lot of these residents also don't have the transportation or the money to even get to these stores, let alone have money to buy the groceries that they need in order to maintain a healthy diet. So that leaves many of these residents left to literally go grocery shopping at a convenience mart or a gas station. And by the way, (laughs) convenience stores in poor neighborhoods (laughs) are totally different from those in affluent neighborhoods, okay? Convenience stores in poorer neighborhoods are stocked with processed foods, better known as junk food, and sugary drinks. And if you don't want to go to these stores, then the restaurants you have to choose from are like McDonald's or some other fast food restaurant with processed foods. Again, without having access to healthy foods, fruits, and vegetables is why many people in these areas tend to have health issues. And don't even get me started about the fact that residents in these areas also have to contend with air pollution issues as well. 
oftentimes residents in these communities aren't even able to identify bad ingredients that they read on the packages. And quite frankly, many times residents are just looking to survive. So they may not be able to afford those fruits and vegetables. And that's not right. As one of the richest countries in the world, the U.S., it's incredible to me that this is even an issue. Yet here we are. So one way we can alleviate this issue is by creating a community garden. A community garden can come together, uh, allow the um, community to come together by allocating a space of land and planting a variety of herbs and fruits and vegetables. And working together on a common goal can help strengthen the ties within the community. Residents could petition to have the land allocated for the garden or have everyone pay like a portion and buy the land that could be used for the community garden. So having this garden within the community would also save the residents money and hassle of having to travel outside their community to gain access to the herbs, fruits, and vegetables that they need. Now, I have seen firsthand how impactful a community garden can be for these communities. Um, So a couple years ago, I had the amazing opportunity to take a road trip of a lifetime with the National Association of Black Journalists, better known as NABJ. And so a few years ago, back, what, I think it was like 2011, which feels like ions ago, but General Motors sponsored some journalists, and I was like the one lone blogger in the group, (laughs) to attend the NABJ convention in Philadelphia. So we started our journey in Chicago, and along the way, we got a chance to do community service projects across the country until we made it to Philadelphia, which is where the NABJ convention was being held. So one of my favorite projects was the community gardens project that we did in Ohio. A lot of folks had written this area off. Honestly, the the little city area that we were in clearly was not, wow, uh, they clearly were not investing any money in this area. It was really nice and inspiring to see this community garden right in the middle of nothing but abandoned buildings and vacant lots. And it was really nice because being able to help them create and plant birdhouses and and plant, you know, uh, additional plants and flowers and things of that nature in an attempt to further beautify the garden. And I really did enjoy speaking with the residents and you could tell that they were incredibly proud of the garden that they created. And I feel like Chicago needs to have more community gardens. And it's unfortunate because the areas that do have the community gardens, ironically, are in mostly affluent areas (laughs) or gentrified areas and not in the areas that would truly benefit from having a community garden. So I would love it if everyone had the ability to start their own garden. And if you're listening to this episode and you're unable to gain access to fresh produce, please, please, please be sure to check out the website for more resources. There are companies like Fresh Moves Mobile Market, which is literally a company that converts buses into supermarkets. And they drive into these food desert areas, allowing the residents to go grocery shopping right there on the bus. And there's another company called Gooder, ran by Jasmine Crow. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to leave a link to this podcast um, that she did with Waste360 because it's absolutely fascinating how she got her company off the ground. So Gooder is actually a company that prevents food waste, okay, by picking up the surplus foods 
from restaurants and organizations that otherwise would have ended up in landfills. And now it's going to those who really need those meals to survive. So again, diet and exercise are incredibly important to ensuring that we live the extraordinary lives that God wants for us. And the key to making that happen all starts with fresh produce that comes from a healthy garden. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, leaving a review, donating, or making a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Pinterest. And remember, if you're everything to everyone, you risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.